Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to CastleComs, episode 50, who the fuck knows. Today, we got a man of the montage. We got a great Tarkov player. We got the one, the only Toadster. Toadster, how you doing today? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's been an interesting start to the Saturday. My uh, little technical difficulties for if I sound a little different because yeah. I'm going off a headset mic as opposed to my XLR mic because of reasons. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> how's your Saturday going there, Toaster? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm just kind of lazy. Um, just uh, decided to take the day off the stream. Um, hang, hung out with the little one. Um, Those wife, days are so necessary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I try and sneak them in as much as I can because I try and I try and stream as much as I can, too. <laughs> you know, so totally so myself busy. How often would you say if you had to like put it into hours, how many hours would you say you stream a week? Oh, um, I don't know. To be honest, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Well, every day it's about six to seven hours. So, and you go every know, single day of the week. Yeah, I'm not a mathematician, scientist, but right. yeah. So for somebody yeah, who streams as often and as regular as you do, how often would you say that these days are like? come around where you just absolutely need to take a day off because you know if, if it's an everyday regular work person working in an office like nine to five <laughs> they get two days yeah. off a week like how often right. would you say you give yourself that time um maybe once every two weeks <laughs> right no. uh i actually really really love streaming uh it keeps me sane and seeing the people in my chat day in and day out like if I don't see somebody who's regular, I get worried for him. You know, I'm like, hey, are you okay, bro? Like, right, just kind of like the guy on? who works at the bar when his regulars don't show up. He's like, oh, my God, what happened to Jim? Is Jim okay? Someone yeah, go check on Jim. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, did did Jim, like, get into a fucking accident today? Like, what the hell? Yeah, so your stream is kind of <laughs> like cheers. You just know, you know every single person yeah. in there, and... I mean, yeah. you bonded with them after a set amount of time. So how yeah, exactly. your regulars, how long would you say one has to show up before they, they enter in the circle of regulars? Oh, instantly if they're if they I'm, I try to make it feel as inclusive and comfortable as possible because I know how it is to feel not welcome, you know, in certain circles and like whatever. Right. But I like feel there's like a big inside joke feel... that as a new person is just not in on. Oh yeah, well I I'd explain it. <laughs> I I I talk a lot. I mean, uh, especially on my my stream. Uh, <laughs> if, if if there's like an inclusive joke, then it's like uh, I'll explain it. <laughs> I'll explain the backstory after we make the joke. But totally, you know. 
So that's how it goes. <laughs> when it comes to getting people, newer people involved, do you do anything in particular for new people? Like, do you play a certain video during your stream when a new person joins? Is there a certain <laughs> alert? Like, what is what is the new person experience from first message to first follow? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of loading time in Tarkov. Oh yeah. Because Tarkov is my main game. That's I've been playing that for since the beginning of 2019 uh i used to be a rainbow six siege main <laughs> and then i switched over to tarkov and it just never stopped like never ever stopped and now i'm at 7,000 hours and i'm like fucking just balls deep in that game the time goes but, by so fast too doesn't it oh my god yeah especially when you're having fun <laughs> absolutely goes by way too fast so um, somebody coming from the siege community oh wait you're gonna answer that question initially yeah finish that thought yeah. sorry oh yeah no worries uh yeah so like um where were we <laughs> how about the pauses in tarkov oh duh yeah okay yeah so there's a lot of downtime so when somebody new comes in um uh, I, I usually, like, obviously it'll say, like, oh, first time chatter. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. And then I'll, like, kind of, you know, call them out on their name or I'll do something funny or, like, you know, to make them feel more welcome. And then, like, I, I always, like, I have a lot of scenes. Like, I have over 45 different scenes set up on my stream deck just so I can, like, do wacky, goofy things with my green screen or my uh, my music, like, because I'm a huge music man. And so I always, like, do funny lip-syncing faces and shit. Like, I, I'm just... <laughs> I try to be as goofy and funny as possible. And, um... I make it more of an entertainment show than uh, just watch me stream Tarkov. You right. know what I mean? You try to like, be as I engaged as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I take a huge inspiration from a lot of different streamers uh, who are my friends now uh, that I was, like, kind of watching at the beginning... And, uh, like, I would say, like, Ash, HIV, I think he was on the show. Yeah. And Kalenator. Like, oh, yeah. Kay and I talk regularly now, like, <laughs> and, uh, same with Silverman and, like, all those guys, uh, uh, so you yeah, pretty much I, I watched a lot these of guys from those guys. And, and yeah, you incorporated a little piece of them into you and what makes the Toaster yeah. stream the Toaster stream. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just I, I love I love just putting on a show for people because I grew up like I grew up in like a punk scene. I was always on the streets as a kid growing up. Like okay. I was in the music scene in Portland, Oregon, and Eugene, Oregon, and I grew up doing like EQ systems for musicians and stuff like that. And like I was just kind of an entertainer. And then when COVID hit, I couldn't do any of that shit. Like kind of threw a all the bars. In that. Yeah, all the bars around the area closed, like, everybody went bankrupt and this and that, and so I, I was kind of like, man, what am I going to do now, like, and I turned to Twitch, you know, and I was like, man, this is actually a really good outlet for me, because I could stream from home, I could still be my goosey, goofy, go goosey, my goofy self, and uh, I could just, you know, entertain, because I feel like that's what I've been on the planet to do, is to make other feel, others feel good and good about themselves right. make them laugh and smile and stuff like that you so. were just switching from one medium to another you went from the music scene yeah. of entertainment that form of entertainment to right. a more visual arts form 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's still like a new learning curve for me. Like every day, I'm learning something different about OBS or like about the green screen stuff or the special effects, things like that. So in the it's punk really scene, new. what bands were you into? Oh man, <laughs> I know, a lot of underground miles. stuff that people like probably never heard of, and uh, worked a lot with this band called Not a Part of It, and then uh, there's like just some other bands around the area. Um, so a lot of local stuff, obviously. Noogie, yeah, yeah. There's a band called Noogie. They're still around doing their thing. Uh, I worked with MDC, which is uh, a Portland-based band who's pretty big now in the punk scene. Like, they started in the 70s, bro, like in 79. Oh, wow. So, so around TSOL era, so like, or, yeah, like oh, old, yeah. old, old school TSOL. Stuff. They actually, we, we went on with TSOL and Noogie and MDC, which I, I don't know. I'm allowed to say anything on this. Yeah, right? you can say what, like, it's an explicit podcast. You can say stuff, whatever obviously. the fuck you want. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah, millions of dead cops. That's what it stands for. Oh yeah, dude. Everyone, <laughs> everyone loves yeah, MDC. Yeah, so um, them and like uh, yeah, Noogie, those guys, and um, we went on tour and we did like um, we did a whole West Coast tour in like eight twenty eighteen, right before all the pandemic shit hit. And we ended up like the last day of the the tour was punk rock bowling, and we got to open for like oh, they have that in Vegas, like, don't fucking, they? Yeah, every year in Vegas is a three-day, like a weekend event. I was gonna and, go um, to that a few years ago. Oh, so but Thing like back when the Descendants were playing, because I was like, oh, that'd be sick to yeah, see that's, them. That's, that's that's yeah. That was the day we played. That's awesome. Day. Isn't it so weird? Yeah, it you get great. those guys who were like your voice growing up, and you're like, wow, this dude's old yeah. now. Sick it on about. I doesn't want to get old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, when I grow up, <laughs> funny thing about, about when he wants to grow up, right? The funny thing about the Descendants is just like Milo's voice was just so unique. It was so easy to fuck up lines like the, you know, that part oh, in Suburban so Home where he's talking about I want to yeah. be a clone. For some reason, I thought he was like yeah. saying he wants a bank loan, which would have fit the song perfectly. <laughs> but you know, he's a microbiologist. Who am I to argue with him? Right, dude, the guy's a genius, and I was I was I was fortunate enough to meet them like backstage, and like I met all my favorites, like, uh, uh, all the rancid guys like Tim Armstrong and all them. And did he try great. to take like, off his leather jacket so repeatedly, good. like he does in the videos? <laughs> it's like, damn, either take no. it off or put it on. <laughs> no, no, he was actually complimenting me on the beard because now he has a big like burly beard. And he's like a bald-headed well, guy. Now that he's not dating cool. the lady from the distillers, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, dude. Was uh, was Steezo there? Because yeah. I I remember that one. I want to say like there was some kind of version of leftover crack or maybe star fucking hipsters. I mm. thought they were on that that ticket. Did you see them there? Uh, no, they they weren't. <laughs> there was some like issues going on with them, so they kind of like dropped the the tour that that year. Uh, it seems that um, Steeza has problems with everybody at some point. Right, yeah, band, <laughs> band's got problems, dude. <laughs> well, you know, the band's whole joke was like, there's no such thing as leftover crack. So that kind of yeah. says it all right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then man. with like, uh, what's their bass player's name? I can't even remember. Uh, I'm like, 
I'm kind of stoned right now too. So. Oh, dude, that's Thank fine. You. I'm like, I'm, I'm slightly caffeinated, and I did a bunch of edibles yesterday, yeah. so I'm kind of in a haze. And then my fucking XLR mic didn't decide to work, so now I'm just yeah. scrambling. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in shambles right man. now. <laughs> For how smart technology can be, it's fucking stupid sometimes. <laughs> it always decides to shit at the worst possible time too. Like it was cool exactly. when I was doing sound check, and then it was just like, beep, beep. it was like, no, bro, mm-hmm. no. Yep. <laughs> Uh, always so most inconvenient times do you play an instrument yourself yeah i play a few uh i love i love bass that's like what i grew up playing and piano obviously like that's kind of where i started like i feel like piano is like always an introduction (laughs) to music and then you could just take piano and translate it to anything else so Uh, do you have a punk bassist that you emulate or that you like you like your style of your play um yeah i mean dude as weird as it sounds like i grew up my dad he was a huge metalhead like he was a butt rocker from the 80s like (laughs) hair and everything mullet mullet and everything dude he loved that shit uh (laughs) so like i my one of my first like early childhood memories is like gene simmons and like the tongue out crew and stuff and like uh nikki six and things like that so like Nikki Six was a huge influence <laughs> in my bass playing, but then like I got into more punk and metal and like you know grunge and underground punk and gutter punk and all this other shit. It's a slippery and, uh, slope, and the next thing you know, you're listening to lower class brats in the attics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the attics. Oh jeez, I love the attics. That was actually one of the last shows I saw before COVID hit so good they're still like rocking it today and they just don't let up and they just put on a show too it's just like it's funny because that british scene you either get guys who are like overly animated and silly like toy dolls or you get guys that are like like, yeah that who are just like like, satirical who are just kind of like they're old now and the old the oi boys yeah just to do it (laughs) right well the whole (laughs) thing is like fuck you i'm old Yeah, (laughs) especially the old boy guys. (laughs) Right? They don't give a fuck. The skin community, and then, you know, the whole thing was just like, we're not racist. There's just a fucking racist contingent that's horrible. (laughs) Everyone hates them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But no, uh, Matt Freeman, dude, like that guy, whoo, he is. When I met him at that punk rock bowling show, like, I cried almost. Like, (laughs) that was huge. (laughs) That was a huge, like, moment of like me meeting one of my heroes is like matt freeman from rancid is just such a good bass player were you able to get Uh, your words out when you met him oh uh for the first like four minutes no (laughs) i was just kind of like standing there looking at him (laughs) awkward and then like he just kind of walks up to me he's like hey man what's up and i'm like hey I love your bass playing, man. And, like, you know, I did that whole thing. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, thanks, man. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, no. It was great, though. Um, I mean, I wish, any like, band I that was in a South DD Park. But... Oh, that would have been sick if you got to meet DD. So, question for you. Have you ever seen the Murder, the Murder Junkies live, Gigi Allen's old band? <laughs> we opened up for them, actually, on that tour. <laughs> so... In uh, Medford, Oregon. <laughs> for those of you who like don't... A... Pirate punks. It was a pirate punk show. Oh, what, what a great band that? for it. Have you watched? Um, uh, it's like a I forget the guy's name on TikTok, 
but he he's like this dude who's like pov you're at a diy show and it's like some like shitty underground basement and it's like just a bunch of wackos like hey you want to go pet my pet possum <laughs> stuff like that but like it was like a basement like that and we opened up for them and like when did they you got pet on, the possum no, no. Well, thankfully, I did not pet any possums. But I was able to shake the drummer's hand of the murder junkies oh, after dude. he shoved his drumsticks up his ass. I was about to get to that. For those of you who don't know, the murder junkies, the drummer, he only plays naked and he does some pretty gnarly shit like stick drumsticks up his ass and then throws it to the audience. But then again, Gigi Allen was kind of known for doing fucked up shit on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a wacky guy. Not all there. And Merle, like, he's a really nice guy. We were able to meet him and. uh, He's got the best mustache in the game. Yeah, it's just like he was God actually damn, really like he was pretty down to earth. Like I was expecting him to like have that whole like image that they upheld, you know, like back in the day. But no, he's just they're just dudes. <laughs> they were doing it for a fucking the awe factor, I think. Right, right. So and it worked. So <laughs> oh, absolutely. They still <laughs> they're still yeah. fun to watch, and they still have that allure. Yeah. Like it's one of those like shows where the few times they come by is like ooh. Dude, maybe oh, yeah. I, am I available? Should I go check this yeah, out? Yeah. Should I? I don't know if it's okay anymore. It's just so funny how when you go into punk shows, it's just such a fun, like, uh, you know exactly what you're getting into for some of these guys. Like, if it's an Agent Orange show, you know it's going to be pretty laid back. If it's something yeah. like that, you know it's going to get a little heavier. Yeah, exactly. And then you got dudes like Municipal Waste who are just like, yeah, we're going to get half the audience on each side of the room and we're going to run at each other until somebody dies. Right. And you're like, why <laughs> jesus christ yeah iron reagan dude they're crazy too like their shows are nuts um they did a like club show at the event and i went to it and literally within the first like 10 minutes somebody had to go to the hospital because their face was busted open i'm like oh my god what is this <laughs> it's wild some show some bands they pride themselves on that shit and yeah. then yeah. The countries you didn't think would go hard go pretty hard, like the fucking Canadians. And you're like, what the oh, hell yeah. is this? The day glow abortions? Like, what the fuck? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are great guys, too. Like, Oregon, I got to see them. They're, they're hilarious. <laughs> right? See, we can uh, go down this rabbit hole for fucking yeah, hours. Oh my god. It's, it's a lot of so fun. Many bands. So, so many bands. From somebody who worked the back area to the, like, you know, everything pretty much from like being on stage to setting up shows, like, what is the funniest experience you have while setting something like this up, working with all these personalities? <laughs> uh, I think sound check is always the most entertaining. <laughs> because like when you're doing the eq or like you're just like on the the board and like trying to like dial in the sound for everybody because like you have to do it for every fucking band or else the sound's not going to be right like because one guitar or one guitarist's guitar from a different band that just played will it's sound great differently. but then another guitarist plugs in their shit and it just sounds like ass right so right. you have to redo the sound every single time you and, can't uh, just take the Sonic Youth approach with everybody. It was like, fuck it. Right. <laughs> just go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it like 
it's funny because like the vocalists always are like, man, I can't hear my voice. Can you, can you turn up the mic? And then the guitar player will be like, hey, I can't hear my guitar solo that well. Can you turn it up? <laughs> They're just constantly asking you to turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, man. I'll do like the, the hands thing. Like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I ain't <laughs> doing that shit. Turn it up. <laughs> I'm like, I can hear it fine back here, dude. Like, they're just, oh, no, my guitar is still too quiet. You turn it up, bro. And I'm like, yeah, sure, man, I got you. <laughs> See, from somebody this who also so plays the bass, that was the nice thing about being a bass player is nobody ever really jumps at you. It's like, hey, can you solo right here? <laughs> like, when I was opposed to playing the guitar. Right. Yeah. But they're always asking you to do these fucking things at the most random times. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Unless you're like like Matt Freeman or some shit. Like, oh, yeah. Known for like downstroke picking and like doing crazy solos for like 20 seconds. <laughs> there are a lot of very intricate bass lines in punk rock. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that punk rock does not get a lot of oh, yeah. exposure for. Very... It does not get a lot of respect for that actually goes into it. Like there's a lot of, like mm -hmm. lyrically, it's one of the most educated forms of music. Yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. look, look at the guy from Bad Religion. He is right. a PhD holder from UCLA area. And it's funny because yeah. uh, he teaches philosophy philosophy and they won't let him teach in the music department even though he's got like yeah. a platinum record <laughs> right yeah he, he like works for epic and shit like that yeah yeah or like Crazy. we talked about milo having the like you know microbiologist so smart yeah. oh incredibly smart and it's just like have, have you seen that uh what was the the defense the descendants like uh documentary I did. I did. It, it made good. me very yeah. sad that I never went to a sh I have never seen them play live. I was going to go see them oh, at that yeah. punk rock bowling thing. And then, you know, I think I had a stupid final come up on that day. So I was just like, oh, oh fucked. Yeah. I got to do that. It happens. I can't just flush yeah. a semester away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, they're great, man. They're great live. If you ever get a, get a chance to see them, they're, they're amazing. Uh, I bet. Um, so if you could have your dream show where you have two openers and a headliner and you can pick anybody alive or dead who even if they're alive or dead oh my god yeah who would your show be and it could be completely random too you could have like you can mix genres you can do whatever the fuck you want if you want the beastie boys yeah. opening up a ramstein Dude, be my I, guest. Think, I think the clash would be amazing to see live and now that they're not around anymore it's just like uh it sucks right like, having to look back at all the like epicness that they did and the the foundations of like rock and punk that they did was just like oh they were so epic. good so you're and you're like, a you're a clash guy as opposed so to a buzzcock guy yeah <laughs> uh yeah i love the clash um just because of the like i don't know they're just the the speech and the well, the styles the too. Behind their 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 lyrics. They they have a lot of range. They'll go from like something a little harder, then they'll be like the card sheet, which yeah. will be like super cinematic yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like their second album was totally like a pop punk album almost. It's like kind of weird, <laughs> but it's really good. Going in there, this isn't yeah, Spanish okay. bombs or hateful. It's like well, this yeah. is the most <laughs> cheerful song about a drug dealer I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking what's her name? Jody's been working for the drug cartel or whatever the fuck. <laughs> God, I can't even think right now. 
I know which one you're talking about. And then, yeah, like, then you have some of their songs being remixed into, like, rap albums, like uh, Guns of Brixton, that Sunspot Jones, and, like, the Living Legends, they covered that to great effect. Like, it's crazy to see, like, where a song starts and where it goes. Like, Johnny Cash taking that Nine Inch Nails Hurt, like, like Hurt song and making it completely his His voice in that song gives me chills every time I hear it. Like, he is so... His voice is so powerful, dude. And they they actually, uh, in that American recording, right, there was a... I think that... I don't know if they did it together or if it was mashed, but the the, um, Redemption song that Joe Strummer and him did on that album was just so good. I thought it was great. Um, Man, such a powerful song. And I think that was a cover from uh, Bob Marley. Oh, the Redemption song? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just yeah so, so he's so powerful and just like he's able yeah. to say so much without saying mm-hmm. it, you know it's just like you can hear it like in his voice you can tell this man's been through some shit you know oh, absolutely I mean? like, you hear that like, you're just like I, i'm with you milo i don't want to get all fucked that yeah <laughs> it's great I, I say that and i'm fucking 35 almost i'm 34 yeah. like god damn it <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> right. Can't yeah. stop it. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Uh, my, my daughter keeps calling me old, and I'm like, I'm not that old, dude. I'm only 31. <laughs> so with your daughter's music interests, is she at the age where she's starting to listen to, you know, th- starting to go down those rabbit holes of music? Like from somebody who um, likes music, it must be cool seeing like the avenues said child like goes down. Yeah, and what's crazy is my wife is the totally opposite of me. Like, she loves more poppy, mainstream country and, like, all this more, like, Shania Twain-type stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, you know? But it's cool because my daughter likes both. Like, I showed her Bad Manners, and my daughter's, like, favorite song is Nini Na Na Nu Nu. (laughs) And then, like, she she switched to, like, a gospel song. I'm like, what the fuck? Like like you can't follow <laughs> gutter mouth with jesus it just doesn't work yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah killing for christ's sake not gonna work in this house <laughs> but you know it's having so that fun. nice rounded musical taste yeah. is always good because in unfortunately yeah. punk is one of those genres that does get overlooked because of that but there's just so much that it offers that people just don't go down because it's like oh is it like angry teenagers <laughs> like no mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well it's a good outlet for angsty teenagers too <laughs> oh absolutely dude sometimes you just mm-hmm. gotta bite the bullet and give mike a pepsi <laughs> exactly dude <laughs> drink your fucking pepsi poor mike <laughs> poor guy <laughs> Wait, all he wanted was one <laughs> just one right <laughs> so no you're on drugs <laughs> right be like bro what it's a jump <laughs> right oh so good yeah. so fucking good yeah, there's no way in hell i'm gonna show her mayhem either when she's older like <laughs> right or fear uh, yeah <laughs> oh man crazy bands oh absolutely love like... it i love them though like, that's still like some of the best bands i've heard of the crazy ones you know Oh, so th- there's so many. Like when you when you say crazy, like there's not only just crazy lyrical stuff they do, crazy instrumental stuff, but also you can fall into the crazy stage performance thing, like Guar, what Guar pulls oh. off during a metal show. Yeah. 
Just that literally... was actually one of the most powerful shows I saw was right after, uh, what's his name? The guitar player died. Oh, Odor. Not oh, Odaris. Not, not Odaris the singer. It was right before he died. I saw a show. Oh. And, uh, it was yeah. a little bit after their guitar player died. And they did a whole thing. Like, they, they were, like, talking about how, like, you know, like, life's too short, this and that. And then as he's, like, making his speech, it was, like, a five-minute speech talking about how he loves the fans and all this. And, like, he actually got out of character and started crying. And I was like, man, this... I didn't expect to come to a Guar show and fucking yeah. want to, like, cry all over. Like, what the it's hell, like, dude? Odorous like, is crying this... with an eight-foot dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I felt the, like, tears in his eyes come out, man. It's like, what the hell, dude? Like... And he starts taking off his armor, and he got, like, basically naked. And he took off all the fucking prosthetics and shit, and we saw him. And we're like, what the hell, dude? And he's like, man, you know, life's too short. Don't fuck around. You know, look look to your left, look to your right. These are your friends. These are the people who care about you, this and that. And I'm like, damn, dude. Right. <laughs> See, Holy that, shit. That's why Ballsack in the Jaws show. of Death wears those jaws the whole time. You know, he's crying the whole show every time. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And now that he's gone, it's like, fuck, Gore's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still got some of the solid guys, like you have uh, Ballsack and yeah. the Jaws of Death, the guy with the big teeth. I don't, I haven't followed yeah. them in a while, so I don't know if Beef, Beefcake is still there or Jizmac. I don't know if they're still with the band. See, it's weird because they have these personas. It's like, I don't know their yeah. real fucking name. <laughs> Except for Odorous was Eddie Brock. but he, he... Yeah, Eddie Brock. Which is funny because that sounds like a fucking uh, Spider-Man villain. Dave Brocky and uh, there's like... There's a couple. There was so many other. Yeah, Beefcake is definitely still there too, though. I think he's the one keeping it alive. Right. Um. If I'm not mistaken. Because if I if I recall, like their whole their their setup and their like outfits, it all comes from them and their D and D past. Like they always play D and D together. Yeah. <laughs> their characters, their outlandish yeah, characters all just that they made. That met in college, dude. Like, that's that's rad. Next thing it's you know, like... they're on stage ripping apart Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. or any other celebrity <laughs> you can think of and shooting their entrails into the mosh yeah. pit. It's just called the slave pit, and you have to wear white so you can show how much blood you got yeah. on you. Fake blood. Love Possibly it. some real blood, too. <laughs> oh, they came on us. Literally shot, like, cum all over me. <laughs> I mean, what sign. more could you want? <laughs> Robert Johnson could be alive today. <laughs> he would love it. Get this shirt to the lab. Stat, we need to save this man's seat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, fucking A. So, from somebody who loves music and the musical aspect, have you found melding that with gaming and your passion for gaming, have you found that that's just kind of the best of both worlds? That's like the pinnacle of everything? Or have you found that it's a little bit more difficult yeah. mixing the two than you would have originally thought. Oh, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, I enjoy it. Like it's it, like I said, Tarkov has a lot of downtime and in the, that downtime, I'm just playing my jams. I like, and it's crazy because a lot of people will come into the stream and be like, wow, you got, you got so much different genres and like different likes and dislikes of music. It's just crazy. And I'm like, yeah, dude, and like everybody's like, do you have a playlist? And I should send them my playlist, and it's like seventeen days long. <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Hey, you won't hear the same song twice." Yeah, you. I don't have a song that's twice over. <laughs> it's crazy though, but uh, I I enjoy like giving people little 
snippets of history and the band history of what we're listening to too as well right like oh this is the dead kennedys jello Farafi and this band broke <laughs> yeah. up because of a fucking levi's jean commercial there's <laughs> 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 some stupid shit like that that's that's the cool fun thing about punk history oh, is punk history has so many turned rovers fun... wade well here's this song with fucking <laughs> <laughs> jello biafra and mojo nixon <laughs> It's a good album. Right? Oh, you're talking about Bleach? Bring in the Milkmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big fucking lizard. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good man. stuff. So. But no, I, I enjoy, like, giving people the little music lesson. <laughs> absolutely. Especially when it comes to, like, certain genres. Be like, oh, like, there's so many generations of ska. There's so many things. Oh my God, like, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, this is, you know, Toots and the Maytals, this is first gen, and then, like, you know, trying to explain the progression would definitely be a little bit confusing for somebody who doesn't know anything about that stuff. Yeah. The specials. This is how you get sublime, everybody. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And Tim Armstrong uh, kind of helped. (laughs) And then Op Ivy died and Rancid was born. Mm, Yeah. So, good shit, good shit. Oh, absolutely. So, when you're playing and you're listening to music, do you find that Twitch gives you a hard time? Like, if you ever receive like a DMCA strike or anything like that, or have you been fairly lucky in that regard? Oh no, I do. I've I've gotten one before, and then I, I had to go through and like delete all my Twitch vods and this and that. Oh. Um, luckily, I found a way. I mean, obviously, I'm both the Twitch police are stinging on us, but. You know, I found a way to route the audio <laughs> to my favor. Uh, but, you know. Well, that's what you got to yeah, do. It's, it's always a fear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, for somebody who loves music and gives you something to do during your hideout, like, you know, you can only pay Tetris for so long, and listening to music is a much right. more enjoyable thing. And you can't exactly trust, like, the Twitch-approved DMCA-free music because that you right. get very few gems. Right. And um, there's sites out there like Pretzel Rocks and stuff like that that I used for a while, and I just couldn't stand a lot of it. I bet. Like I like a I like a lot of the synthwave music, and luckily most of that's like DMCA free. Um, like uh, I I used to I used to hang out with the the LA guys. Well, they're New York based now, but uh, the Midnight, they're all DMCA free, and uh, yeah, I love their tunes. And, like. John B, he's actually like a Tarkov player. He also a lot of his music's all DMCA free and um, Oh that dude that dude goes so fucking hard just watching his videos of him with those straight he's a glasses. Huge inspiration to me too, man. Like the the green screen effects and stuff, man, I took a lot of inspiration from. Uh He's That's a good guy. See, if um, the Twitch police are listening, you should just torture them and play blats on your Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then you have to listen to Blatz, so it's kind of a double-edged sword on that one. <laughs> so, uh, with making the videos, because I saw you made a few, mon- a few montages, like, how long mm-hmm. would you say it takes for you to take raw video, find a song that you're thinking about in question, and then editing those things down into that finished product? Or do you get the clips first and then find a song? Like, how, yeah, how yeah. does the process work for you mentally? Like. Like you said, I like to get the clips first, uh, and then I'll like, 
I'll ask a couple buddies like, hey, you want to go into factory offline mode? Now that they have offline mode, oh my god, like it's so good because now it just opens up a whole world of like recording for like whatever you want to do, like a, a scenic scene or something like that. You know, like it, it it's you could really play out what you want in your mind and it'll come out on the film because it it like you know it, it just gives you that option now to to go in and not have the worry of losing all your gear while recording and things like that and right like, you could do whatever you want like tell your homies like hey wear this this and this and uh do this this and this and uh i'm just gonna press the record button <laughs> And say three, two, one, action, and then clip it up later. And it also leads to yeah. a lot of fun moments, like yeah. what you've seen certain creators do, like what Ash yeah. Ivy did on Customs, where he had, yeah. you know, he was on the big machine gun, and he was playing Squid Games, red light, green light, <laughs> with his community, <laughs> with a massive knife fight so in front good. of Big Red. Like, this <laughs> offline creator mode gives people so much freedom, and it's like a gift to content yeah. creators. And after we got VoIP, I thought VoIP was going to be the gift to us. And now to see right. that there's another thing introduced, it's been awesome. Yeah, so, so much content has come from it, too. Like, oh, it's uh, crazy. Mr. Yang Yang, he's doing his thing and it's like the the killer tournament or not tournament but the like killer giveaway or whatever but he did a whole promo for it and it was like a two minute video and it was really well done and it was like a western instead uh of like some modern shooter shooter game he made it into a full-on western and i'm like that's really rad I mean, shit, you guys could, people could do that. They could have complete competitions or it's just like, you know, the quick draw challenge and everyone has a revolver and the fastest gun in the West gets like, kill that new break armor. action, the MP18, that break action gun. Oh my God. It's so funny. We actually, uh, we all took LPS, uh, cause it uses the Mosin rounds. Right. So we all took LPS and we just had a base MP18 break action rifle. Is it still classified like every, as a I, shotgun? I I think so. Yeah, I think they do classify it as a shotgun, but it's like a it's just a rifle. Right, absolutely. It's like for those of you who yeah. don't know, this is like a one and done gun. You shoot, and then you have to like pull the breech back, yeah. take the bullet out, put a new bullet back in, yeah. and reload. It's pretty much like if you're trying to have a Civil War gun simulator yeah. for Tarkov, this would be it. That's so good. It's so good. But we got like what, eleven to twelve people on customs on an offline, and we all went with like all tier six armor, and just that. <laughs> and we like used every stim we could, and we were in the uh, the uh, the storage containers behind Big Red, and we could only go in that area. <laughs> and we were all just trying to kill each other with those fucking MP18s, and it just took like. 20 minutes for all of us to finally die it was hilarious so you guys were pretty much drugged uh, up tanks yeah <laughs> yeah it was with so funny shooters. though trying to kill people with this shitty gun but that gun yeah. is incredibly accurate yeah yeah it is when you get a headshot it's so satisfying too like that's one of the things i love about tarkov is like uh it's very very rewarding <laughs> yeah. oh and you it's get the high highs headshots and then you get hit right in the dick. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, the yeah. Tarkov experience. Just like, like, just like Torky says to me, he's like, sometimes you're good and sometimes you're shit. So. <laughs> right. You'll have days where you'll, you'll extract every time and you'll have days where you can't fucking get five yeah. feet on your map. 
And she's right. like, well, fuck, I guess Shooter Born's not an option today. You just have to, you uh, know, see how what the day is giving you, and the... you have to readjust. Exactly. Exactly. I was having the hardest time the other day on Lighthouse. I did four back-to-back Lighthouses. And finally, on the last one, well, I, I would spawn, and literally within 20, 30 seconds, I was dead. So, like, the last one, I finally was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go in with a Mosin and a Paka, a little stick Paka. And uh, I ended up seeing somebody within the first 30 seconds, and then I headshot him. I'm like, wow, how, how come I can't do that with my high tier gear, but I could do it with a shitty Mosin? Like, it's funny how that works. Like, you'll, you'll go into something and be like, I need to get this fucking pocket watch. So, you like, you wear every good piece of armor you have and you can't do it. And then you just, like, run in there naked with an M9 and Beretta. And you're like, I, I did it? What? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? It's because you have no fear with that stuff on. Exactly. When in doubt, go naked. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, I tell that to everybody because I'm trying to do the Sherpa thing. And they're like, man, I just ran out of rubles and my scabs on a cool there. I'm like, just go naked, dude. You'll find something. Search everything, you know? Like, there's so, places you're going to find, like, a weapon. You use that, kill scab, you're good. <laughs> so from somebody I mean, who's Sherpaing. What do you find is the hardest thing for new people to get over? Is it gear fear? Is it map knowledge? Like, what is the thing that's the most common hang-up for a new person in Tarkov for you and your um, experience? I see a lot of people uh, not used to, like, just the movement and the way the, like, inertia works because it's different from any other game. And especially after this recent update uh, with the movement, uh, they 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 redid the whole animation for the movement and everything. Like that made inertia feel so much better. Like inertia felt weird before this change. Uh, I felt like it was on ice. You were kind of like ice skating, <laughs> but now it's more like uh, you're rollerblading. <laughs> you have a little more. A little bit uh, more controlled. No weird phantom drifts. Because I remember yeah, that exactly. having like two tank bat, having like a tank battery, and then you like you run a little bit, and then you like hydroplane a little bit past where you intended to stop. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then like having to tell them that desync is such a huge issue, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a huge turnoff to a lot of people's the desync, but. Uh, like, because I see a lot of new people will, like, shoot and then try and hide, and they're already dead before they go around the corner. Right. But on their screen, they are around the corner. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the worst things to get over, but there's nothing you can really do about it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than feeling like you got out of a situation safe, and then you're like, you know, you hear the dead music, and you're back at the screen. You're like, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just disappointing, but I always tell them, just kid up, go again. <laughs> Right. Like, what if it happens again? I'm like, well, then it happens again. You go, get up, go again. It's like you, you died in a video <laughs> game. If that's the worst thing that happened yeah. to you today, then that's pretty good. Yeah, right. So, right. with all the stuff of being a Sherpa, what map would you say is the easiest one to Sherpa? And then which one would you say is the hardest? Oh, man. Um, I think... Customs seems to be the easiest because it's the one that everybody has to go to first. Right. And uh, it's one of the more, I would say it's more balanced. Literally, like, you just go from one end of the map to the other. And if right. you want to, you can go to the dorms. There's that CQC there you could do. 
or CQC over at Stronghold or like Crack House, whatever. But uh, that one just seems to be the one that everybody clicks with first. And uh, it's that or like interchange is either really hard for people to understand or it's really easy. I don't get it. Like there's some people that really, really love interchange. uh, And then there's some people that really, really hate it. Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed it's that. It's like you too. either love it or you hate it. And no matter you know? if you love it or you hate it, everyone does not like the lighting and interchange. Yeah, the lighting's ass. And it sucks that we have to do it, but I tell everybody this if you just use post effects and put the brightness all the way up, and then, <laughs> then go to your your NVIDIA control panel or whatever your Make AMD everything panel, more vibrant. And you just turn your, your gamma or your, yeah, your gamma up like one notch, you could see everything on that map. But it sucks we have to do that. But. Right. It, but, it makes everything much easier on interchange. Absolutely, I would agree with that. So, for certain changes on interchange, would you be a fan of seeing something like uh, when Kill is active on the map and the power gets turned on, you can actually hear him over the intercom with like unique voice lines? Would that be something you would like to see? Because I know when I load into interchange, I'm looking for <laughs> Killa. I can never find the motherfucker. But when I'm not yeah. looking for him, when he shows up to kill my scav... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I kind of enjoy his like the cat and mouse his, game. He's like, yeah, I enjoy that. Like when they, a lot of people uh, complained when they made it harder and more spawns for him instead of just in the middle of the mall. Uh, I was actually excited. I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. Why wouldn't he roam around his own mall? Like, there's right. a whole underground uh, parking lot with all his like shit in it like it's got weapons crates and this and that that he's obviously been stockpiling down there and shit like we used to call uh 11sr the the safe room xfil we used to call that killa's xfil because it's literally like his little bed and hideout right there that would be um, his room yeah it seems like it would be his room so it makes sense so, like, that he I would be outside cool. his room yeah lore wise and things like that i mean for for the sake of just getting tracks or getting uh, his kill and his helmet or whatever for the the, the task, uh, it sucks. But at the same time, it puts everybody at a disadvantage. It's not like one person or the other, you know. So it's like you either get really lucky and find him right off spawn, or you take forever <laughs> to get him. Right. And uh, absolutely, I've know, definitely been on the further I camp on that. Never seen. Uh, I'm still. I'm, I've still only seen him once on a scav. And I, I have the task in this wipe, and I, I haven't seen him at all in PMC. I have not come across too many traditional bosses. When I say that, I mean, mm-hmm. I've encountered the Goon Squad multiple times on Customs, but always, really? oh, wow. only once is a PMC. Every other time it's been a scav, and it's been a very short scav. The, <laughs> have you noticed what time? It's usually during the day, because I always okay. scav during the day. Um whether that's like 11 or 3 or 4, I, I don't know the exact time. Yeah. But the one thing I do know is every time I get close to Fortress with my scab, Big Pipe <laughs> fucks me up. Yeah. <laughs> every single I time. I still have yet to see him at all. Um, I came across, so I was I love scabbing on Lighthouse because I think it's the best. Oh, such for high scabbing and like, potential. Yeah, the, the loot routes on that is just insane once you learn the routes. Even as a bear, like, uh, I'm in bear now. I used to be USEC for the first four wipes, and now I'm just bear constantly. Because Are you I a like broken English bear? 
Now I am, yeah. I used to love Sergey's non-broken English voice, but now like the broken English is awesome. It's I love so that they funny. added that. Yeah, it's, it's like great. your guys try to be Scarface all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. no way. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me and my friend Lagoon, we just joke about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have um, the best voice lines, so how could you not go with? It? Right. No. Yeah. So I like. I encountered the goons. I didn't even see them, though. Like, Bird Eye headshot me before I even stepped foot into the uh, chalet oh, on Lighthouse. Oh, this, this fucking was fucking ass. Yeah, I didn't even see him or hear him or anything. I just died, and it said Bird Eye killed me. I was like, what? Oh, man. And you can't even but hear his footsteps But that's the only interaction either. I've ever had. He's definitely yeah. a sneaky, sneaky bastard. Usually when I encounter them, Big Pipe and night run together and then mm -hmm. i don't know where the hell bird eye is and then that's about the time red that's tracers rip moment. my body apart from big pipe yeah because <laughs> for some reason yeah. i've never seen him with a grenade launcher i've always seen him with his m4 yeah i think they lowered the grenade launcher spawn but he doesn't get one <laughs> right and you They're... would have had people like day one of white with fucking running around with grenade launchers i mean that'd be a really great way to get your grenader out of the way can you imagine factory with five of those juiced up fucks with grenade launchers to be horrible <laughs> that'd be great so it'd be so fun with the game as it currently stands where would you say this wipe stands up for you? Is this your favorite wipe? Is this your least favorite wipe? Is this wipe somewhere in the middle? Where does this wipe stack up for you currently? This, I feel like this wipe was one of the best. Not the best, but it was definitely up there. Uh, just, they did a lot of quality of life. Uh, the audio changes were great with uh, like the different wood and metal sounds. That blew my mind. Like They didn't even tell us about that. That's the thing I like about BSG is like, They'll do the showcase of what's coming in the new patch, but there's a lot of other little teeny itty little detailed things that they don't tell you about, like the changes they did to Shoreline and Interchange uh, this wipe, uh, where, like, if you go upstairs, uh, do you know where Secret is on Interchange? Yes. Uh, the, little, the two little boxes that are over there, they actually made more cover areas. Like, they put a chain-link fence there, and then they put more cover from uh, the edge hallway of Secret there to um, Tech Light. So now you can have, like, longer battles down that hallway. And they also did, like, the shoreline east and west wing has more, like, shelving and, like, more boxes. So you can have a little bit better cover while fighting in the hallways. And it's just, it's neat. I like that. The I, little changes. I love how there's not a big studio but they act like they have the manpower of a bigger studio and yeah, they put right. things out constantly. Like I know some people are not happy on their response time on certain things, but me personally, I feel like they're doing an amazing job because we're yeah. constantly seeing changes. And how many times do you yeah. see like a big game, like a war zone or something like that, go through like major problems and then they do very little to ratify it and it's like skins get dropped more than anything else on games like this so it's cool being in a community playing a game that is constantly evolving like yeah are right. people always a fan of those changes no i know some people are kind of pissed that shooterborn added 25 extra like meters yeah. and then also added an extra map to the pool but hey the secret rmt changes a lot of people were upset me included i was a little upset because it cut content but True. I understand they're doing, you know. Hopefully, uh, this cheater thing gets 
addressed so they can move forward with other projects such as you know the arena mode or eventually putting out streets when that happens the game's apparently going to be outside of the beta it's one of those things where i'm not exactly sure when all these things are going to happen but i'm super excited to to experience them along the way so from somebody who's played the game for a few wipes i gotta know if there was one trader you could hang out for an afternoon with who would it be? And then on the other side of the coin, if you could beat the shit out of any one of the traders, who would it be? Uh, I think I would like to hang out and beat the shit out of Jaeger. <laughs> so you want to party with him, like, drink oh, with him, and then... Dehydrate you... yourself for five minutes and then come talk to me. <laughs> Give me a bunch of Ishkara's cans of meat and shit. <laughs> like, he just seems like a boss. Like, if you look at his, like... uh at his picture he's got like that dog next to him i'm like that's so cool he's he's a dog lover he's a hunter he's, he's just, just out in the woods he man he just treats you like an uber yeah. eats i just picture him smoking a joint but hey yeah <laughs> so, <hungry. laughs> so yeah, he seems like a cool guy but at the same time he's kind of an asshole <laughs> would you be a fan of a yaker mission where you're on woods and he makes you eat a mushroom and then once you pop this mushroom <laughs> You see a Bigfoot and you have to shoot him and bring him back like the Bigfoot's head or some shit like that. That would be awesome, dude. Like, start tripping on woods. That'd be great. Gives you tremors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's the first time I've had somebody answer both hang out and beat the shit with the same yeah. answer. No, I'd probably, it would probably be the other way. I'd, I'd like punch him in the face first and then i'd be like all right we're friends <laughs> a very like, mosh pit like, all right that's understandable <laughs> it's very fitting so okay yeah. same question but with the bosses and this includes the goon squad if you could hang out with any boss that's currently in game who would it be and then if you could kick the shit out of any boss in game who would it be um i would beat the shit out of tagila um, I I have beat the shit out of Tegillum countless times. He's like the dumbest boss. You shoot him once in the leg, he starts running, and you just run after him, and he starts healing. <laughs> like, and then you have he's an free, idiot. You have free reign to yeah. just blow him away. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like to either hang out with Killa or Big Pipe, because Big Pipe looks like a boss, and he's got a sexy beard. He's got that that pipe I, I wonder what he smokes in it like what is it tobacco is it the the wacky tobacco what it's probably a mixture of the two <laughs> he's probably just you know yeah a little nicotine spliffing pop. It. yeah spliffing it right <laughs> in there in his little wood corn cob pipe yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah i think either big pipe or kill it's our choice because kill is just so cool i i have a tattoo of killer i think he's one of the coolest bosses now, like, how how long uh, did the tattoo take? Like, how many sessions? How much time would you say you spent in chair getting that? Oh, it's only only one session. It took about four hours. Okay. Uh, it's on my knuckles and my hand. It's just like his little helmet. Um, how do the hands feel? Because I know a lot of people say the hands and the ankle and behind the ear and elbow. Those say those are like some of the most painful spots. Where would you say the knuckles? Like, uh, yeah. where did they sit for you in pain factor? Oh man, uh, I kind of enjoy the feeling of that pain though. <laughs> it's weird. Same. It's like a love, you know. Like uh, it felt good up until he got right above the knuckle, and then he accidentally dug into the skin. He's like, "Are you all right?" He's like, "I was like, yeah." He's like, "I felt bone on that one." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, no. 
it, it, it's painful. Like anybody who says tattoos aren't painful is a liar. But like at the same time, I kind of like that pain. It's how you <laughs> deal with it. Like some people find it euphoric. Yeah. Some people, I've seen people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, me, me personally, yeah. I'm not gonna fall asleep, but it's kind of relaxing during certain spots, especially on certain parts of your right. body. Like when you, I got my side yeah. done, it felt great. Like when I did my calves, it felt pretty awesome. It was like, you yeah. know, it's like go. You know, some people go to the gym and they get like that run like like gym high or whatever. They, they feel all yeah. refreshed. <laughs> yeah. I came out feeling like that, yeah. only without you know having exactly to, like, bench press or do anything like that. <laughs> exactly the same thing with me. Like when I'm done with the session. I kind of feel like uh, euphoric high. It's weird. <laughs> like a body high kind of thing. You're like, yeah. oh, that's nice. So, yeah. in the Tarkov scene, there's a lot of creators. Now, you already mentioned that some of the creators that you watched to inspire your channel. Now, is there anybody out there that you watched before you started streaming that inspired you to get onto the platform? Um... Yeah, I actually was watching a lot of General Sam and uh, the Aqua guy. Uh, he's awesome. He, um, I, I never talked to him or anything, but like, I was like, man, he's just kind of an average Joe Schmo, like at Tarkov. Just a regular at that guy. Point, yeah, at that point, I was like, okay, I had about th- two thousand hours almost in Tarkov, and uh, I was like good enough to start streaming to where I would be able to hold my own but also I'm still like eh just kind of eh at the game uh and then watching them I was like man I could do this <laughs> and then uh seeing like Ash and stuff like that and um Kalenator, those people um really like motivated me to do it Right, people with big fun uh, personalities who actually make the stream yeah. an experience. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I like those those guys because uh, it's like engaging and entertaining, totally. as well as a good game. So, is there um, any content creator out there that you haven't worked with yet? And this could be any content creator from any genre. It can be someone who plays Minecraft, someone who plays Starcraft. Is there any content creator out there? whose stuff you enjoy, who you haven't been able to stream or work with yet that you would like to moving forward? Uh, Tay, if you're fucking listening, we need to schedule a date. <laughs> uh, Tay's GG's. Uh, she's so funny and hilarious. Uh, I think she's like my spirit animal. Oh, yeah, she was on the <laughs> show a few episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and she's pretty I, awesome. I fucking love her content. Uh, I feel like we would mesh really well together. Um nice. And uh, I think Rock Mom, she's awesome. I haven't worked with her. I would love to. Oh, Lady Killer, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, even uh, I would say maybe Nixia because she's just sweetheart. She's so nice and she's such a good player. I love watching her streams. See, that's, um, that's the cool thing about this community is there's so many interesting people that just seem so approachable. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, this, this whole stream community in Tarkov is really something different. And I've been in, like, the Blood Hunt community. I was in, like, the Back for Blood, Left for Dead community and everything like that. Like, it's just so different in this Tarkov community. That's It's, like, hard to get away from. <laughs> right. Once you're in it and you're, like, included, it's hard to get away from it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so, like, kind and 
it's a different community. But I'm not to say there's not toxic people. Like there's, oh, there's toxic always going to be those elements. Like if right. you like the, that guy who accused Mandini of cheating during that evasion oh, thing and broke down his video with like this super nonsensical argument. And right. it's just like if you want to be a troll, if you're grasping for straws to be angry about something, yeah. somebody's gonna find that that niche that reason to be angry that's unfortunate exactly. but that's just how it is right um but yeah no this this community is great and i love it <laughs> so that's one reason i keep coming back when you were thinking about streaming like was tarkov the game that brought you into the platform of streaming or was there like another game like on yeah, that it docket? was just tarkov 100 percent tarkov now, when you um, stream Tarkov, do you find that you need to play a game to amp up to a Tarkov? Like, do you go into, like, Aim Trainer and do that for a little bit? Or do you play something like Power Wash Simulator just to get ready for it? <laughs> and then on the other no. side of that, do you play a game to wind down after a stream? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, no, I'll just jump into Tarkov. To be honest, I'll, like, start the stream. Usually, like... 10 minutes or 15, 10 to 15 minutes after I press the go live button, I, I'll start my stream. I'll do the intro. I'll say hi to chat, talk for a little bit. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to start off with scav. Let's go scav army. So I'll invite like four, three people to scav with me. And that's my warm up is scaving. Uh, I mean, I, I used to, uh, when I was a little bit less like hours or experienced, um, I would go in and like do a bunch of offline solo mode with horde mode on and tagged and cursed. And I would like, if I didn't come out with 30 scav kills by the time I died or ran out of ammo, I would be like, okay, I got to do it again. Like that's how I used to practice on factory. Like, oh man, like countless hours of offline raids. Just having just an army of horde. scavs yelling yeah. at you. And it, and put them up all like extremely hard difficulty. Uh, that's the best way to practice, I think. Uh, you can come out with like 30 to 40 kills, then you're halfway decent, you know? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So. And that, that's how I learned most of my maps, too, is like offline practicing, like labs. I, I countless hours of lab play offline just to learn labs when I was a newer player. I was going to uh, ask. I encourage like, newer players to do that. Do you do that with your guns, too? Do you train, like, the offline as your, like, gun range as opposed to the one that's in the hideout? Yeah. 100%, dude. Yeah, it's a good... It's, that's, like, one of the best ideas is, like, every patch when I get to, like... Like, I'm level 42 now, and uh, when I get to level 42, I try and test out all the new guns of the wipe, and I'll just go offline and do it. So, with all the um, new guns this wipe, what is your biggest like, and what is your biggest dislike? Of the new weapons added to the pool. Honestly, I don't even think I have a dislike. <laughs> I like, I think all of the weapons are very useful and viable in their own way. Right. It's the ammo that makes it so, good or bad. There's a lot of hate for the G36. And I personally think yeah. the G36 is great when you run it as a semi-automatic. It's, it's fun. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, the look of it is sexy as fuck, in my opinion. I think it it's one of the more sleek looking guns uh it's not the best it's not the worst though you know like it it could definitely use love but at the same time i think for the price that you pay for it to kit it out 
it's it's a decent mediator between the HK and M4 and all those guys. You know, absolutely. So, I love the G36, but uh, I've only played two raids with it, uh, <laughs> and both times I died, but I had a lot of fun and I got a lot of kills. And so it was really cool. With offline mode and your utilization of that, with the new uh, Shooterborn Heaven requirements, were you going around maps on offline mode looking for new Shooterborn spots? Because some of the old spots are not as viable because of the added 25 meters or yards or feet. I yeah. forget what's the unit of measure they use. Um, were you using that to like get the new Shooterborn um, you know, spots figured out? No, I actually just know in my head where to go. I just kind of like think of where heavy traffic of people's going to be because I know like there's always a spot in the map where it like either bottlenecks somebody or they go there eventually. So I'll look at that spot and then I'll get a distance from it. Right. Like really far back. It's and like I'll always take line, like a VPO or a... always going to peer. Yeah, exactly. Or there's like on shoreline, there's always somebody either going to resort or they're going to power to kill the sniper scabs. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on those other hills across from power, maybe a little bit further back this time. Or I can even be on the gas, that the rock that's behind gas. I can even get up there and still see people over at power or spine. You know, so it's like you just got to think where, where the heavy traffic of people is going to be and just get 125 meters away from that. And now that we have those three uh, special slots that nobody can loot, there's no excuse for people to not bring a rangefinder. Exactly, so like, unless you're doing a Mark One Thousand thing, like multi quests. Yeah, right. yeah <laughs> so, exactly. From somebody who's teaching the game, like Shooterborn is a very daunting task for newer players. And when you were asked about it, you had a very logical, calm, easy response to how to accomplish it. So when you're trying to teach somebody who's newer to the game on how to accomplish a task like that. How do you instill that confidence? How do you instill that knowledge? Is it just like, you I know... I just straight up tell them, like, it's got to take a lot of patience, bro. <laughs> like, you have to wait for the planets to align. It's been like that for every wipe. And 125 meters, when I started playing, that was, like, the norm. And then they lowered it to 100 meters, and now they hired it again. So it's like, for me, it's like nothing new. But at the same time, it is new because it's obviously, it's been, like, uh, six wipes without it being 125 meters right uh and now it's not on interchange anymore either which i'm kind of bummed about because i love interchange and there's so many spots you get headshots there true that, there's a lot of stashes uh, that somebody can camp and like you said they they removed some of the stuff in front of tech lights so they might be setting it up for longer range engagement exactly yeah so there is there is potential only hopefully i don't know if that's 125 meters from tech light to secret but there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of spots like even the sign the big sign you know you can get up there and oh absolutely just doink people there's a lot there. of or space like, a lot of open space you get outside or spawn you go up to power on top of it and camp it like you just have to be patient i tell everybody you be patient and uh you know if you don't get it even like one two three four five raids you know you don't get anything just be patient. Eventually, you will get something, and then it'll be so much more gratifying when you do. You know, like, it's... That's what I love. Like I said, it's just when you get a headshot or something with a Mosin, it's gra it's like, it feels so satisfying. Right. You're just like, oh, yeah. 
You it's know, like you those feel like Mosin the most kills on Factory, where you're like killing it yeah. with a full <laughs> automatic rifle, and you just like do two tap and put the Mosin to get your 30 yard. Right. Like this way, Tarkov three, you're talking about four shooter. This was a breeze for me because I. I did it the sleazy way, and I was like, hey, I'm new to the game. I only have, like, 10 hours, bro. Do you know where Postman Pat is? <laughs> like, yeah, and the sure. guy was like, yeah, dude, yeah, come follow me. And I just pop him in the head. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm, like, yelling, I'm sorry. <laughs> he comes to stream, and he's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, I'm sorry. I had to do it, dude. <laughs> I had no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> so or have you – what is the – quest this wipe that's giving you the most trouble um the goons <laughs> i have not seen them on my pmc at all uh and their spawn rate's so low and it's like a random chance you're gonna find them on those maps that they're on right it's so hard to find those guys and when you do you just hope they don't see you first i've encountered so them like... five times oh, three of them yeah. have been on at custom with yeah most of them have been on customs and most of them have been unfortunately while i was scaving and i oh, I, d okay. I do have knight's head but that took a nice <laughs> the, it was one of those yeah. things where i got cornered and then i saw their pmcs so we like all like randomly like ragtag team together to kill them and then we like divvied up the loot and then we like went our own way and thankfully nobody backstabbed each other because like i was pretty sure when i was gonna yeah. get shot in the face and i was like you know you know <laughs> looting the button end, but one of those things yeah the fortress has been the spot i've seen them the most they have been shooting on shoreline i did see them once on shoreline but that was that was definitely uh not a great place to engage them especially when bird eye has like all that range to like just see you it's scary right yeah and that guy's cracked he's like sturman but on crack it's German with an arsass that you can't see, you can't hear him, and plus he's wearing a drug rug, so you know. Oh yeah. He's packing something. Yeah, he's he's pretty good, man. Uh, I think he's one of the cooler bosses because he's so like, he's kind of just ominous. Nobody really sees him as often as the other two guys, and it's because he hangs back, trying to give them Overwatch. And I think that's really rad. It's that cool they that they have tactics. AI into him. You yeah. have bosses with tactics, and you have bosses with absolutely no tactics, like Tequila. <laughs> yeah, like Tequila. Yeah, okay. He's like, I'm big um, man with hammer. I hit you with this, you die. I, I cannot wait until they add that hammer to our melees, man. Because I'm a, I'm a melee enthusiast. So a thing called the green bean. I love it. As a melee enthusiast, because I saw you get quite a few kills with that sword on the compilation video. So, yeah. as somebody who likes melee weapons, would you like to see melee weapons play a bigger role in the game? And when I say that, I mean extractions. Like, would you like to see, like, the E-tool be used to dig under a fence for a backpackless entrance? <laughs> would you like to see the crowbar be used for, like, you know, opening door on factory? Like, do you want to see the melee weapons become more of a factor? That'd be rad. Like, uh, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, that'd be rad if the crowbar could open the big wooden ration crates you know like you have to have a crowbar to open those rations crates Ooh, i think I, that would be neat and I like a durability think of them as a looting potential that would be cool yeah or yeah. like the crash so axe be like break this glass and get in here <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it would be neat it'd be neat to see that type of stuff but i don't i don't see that happening until they flesh out the rest of the game right uh, and it comes to release, which no one knows when that'll be. Because we have so many <laughs> melee weapons in game, but you only really see people run, like, a very small selection. 
It's usually a red rebel, a taiga, or the sword. Yeah. For later game. I love the sword. Sword's great. And before that, it's always an axe, whether it be an antique axe or the one that you sex start with. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I also, I like that machete that you get. I'll I'll do like a Jason run where I put the Jason mask on and do the dad shirt and the dad pants and then I'll just go run at people. (laughs) It's always fun. So pretty much you're acting like a cultist, but instead of the little yeah. poison knife, you have yeah, a like I'll hide in the like little shacks by crack house and just wait for people. <laughs> just go run at them. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Now, have you stabbed anybody with a cultist knife? Oh, yeah. Actually, I did it just yesterday with my friend. I did the whole, like, you want to play a game? And I stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had the antidote in my ass. If you kill me, you don't get it. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's evil, but brilliant. <laughs> so I was like, you need to do some, uh, you need to do burpees. So just go prone and then unprone and then go prone and unprone ten times. <laughs> like it just made him do shit randomly. Because who would be bringing an antidote into a day raid, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. You don't expect that. Uh... <laughs> it's fun to fuck with your friends though oh that's the best <laughs> thing about this game this game gives you endless opportunity to fuck with people especially if you guys split yeah. up for a second you can like you know sh- shoot like close to them but far like I'm gonna oh, shoot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you I'm know like, where did you hear that where did you hear the shot from <laughs> the TK potential in this game is so high like <laughs> yeah, yeah arm bars man that guy's TK'd me more times than any other friend <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if you saw his most recent video or he led that brand new, like, Timmy to a minefield. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. He, he's he's guy. helped me out so much. And, like, he he helped me with my audio. He's helped me with my video. He's helped me with everything. Like, he helped me. He showed me how to do TikToks. Like, that man is, like, the, he's like the Gandalf of, like, in the Tarkov community. He's been your... Uh... He's been your Sherpa for that form of content. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly. going to ask, like, so for somebody who streams and then also puts out content, like, what kind of content do you prefer to put out? Do you prefer to put out things like TikTok where it's, like, short form, quick, yeah. easy, chewable content? Or are you looking forward to, like, starting, like, longer form content? Like, is there a goal? And if not, yeah. do you have a goal for this wipe? Um, I want... At the beginning of my streaming, I was like, I really wanted to start streaming to get clips of myself doing random shit with friends, meet friends, and also do tutorials and teach people how to play, you know, to make them feel more comfortable and an easier learning curve. But I saw Pestley had already done all that, (laughs) and uh, there's other people that are doing it in a different way and whatnot, and then I realized how hard it was to edit videos. (laughs) And uh, TikTok actually ended up giving me that outlet to do the short, short videos and like funny things and like more comedic uh, route. So that's kind of the way I took over time. Uh, But now with that like montage video, it kind of motivated me to do a more longer uh, content. And uh, I'm still learning like that, that form of content. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoy doing it. So I'm trying to now output as much as I can with that longer longer form content. 
but uh this short-term stuff is fun too like that's that's easy and it's you can do it like twice a day or whatever even though you don't have to but it's fun but i it's love an option. it i love the the tiktok stuff yeah right. no totally so we're getting close to our time constraint. We like to keep between an hour, hour and a half. I can talk to you for much longer, but it's one of those things where, you know, show constraints. So now is your time right. to say whatever it is Toadster would like to say. Whether you want to thank somebody, whether you want to thank a sponsor, plug an event coming up, talk about Subathon. Now is your time to say whatever it is you would like to say. The floor is yours. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, if you're a newer person coming into Tarkov, don't be intimidated and don't compare yourself to streamers. That's a huge issue that a lot of people have with the game. They're like, oh, there's people who uh, are already level 42, third day of wipe, this and that, and I'm never going to contend with that. I can't get my stirrup kills now that it's the second week of wipe. I'm like, that's bullshit. You know, if you hit your shots, if you have accuracy, like, even if you don't have accuracy, learn leg meta, dude. You know, like, you right. just... Do do what works and what you have fun doing. If you want to extract camp, extract camp. If you want to be a fucking WQ warrior, do it. This game has so many possibilities and so many options that it's it's one of the best games in that regard where it gives you the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Absolutely. And that's what I love about this game. Uh, it's it's different. It's so different than any other game, and it's so it's like a real living, breathing world. I love it. And uh, I think anybody who's intimidated by the fact that, like, there's other streamers out there and that's that's how everybody is in the game, I think you need to reevaluate yourself and know that that's not, that's not how the main majority of the Tarkov players are. Most of them are all casuals, you know? Right. Like, those streamers Most that of them... are at level 50. Like, streaming yeah. is probably their job. Like, this is their yeah. livelihood. So, yeah. yeah, you'd expect them to be and... up that high. Exactly. Yeah, that's their job. That's They're there to entertain you and give you the best uh, footage of, like, sick plays and, like, 360 headshots and, like, constant labs runs and stuff like that. That's not that's not what Tarkov is. Right. Uh, it's more of a survival of game. Getting on a server <laughs> with those people, it's not high. Right. And even if you are, you could just rat them out. They're not going to come after you. If you're just constantly ratting, you know, or like if you just chill on the bush, wait for like, even if you don't know it's them or whatever, you could tell if somebody's more chatty or ratty or like their play style by the, the audio cues they'll give you. Right. No, absolutely. Um, and for people who are afraid to stir up, like I've never seen a wipe where people don't wear a helmet like this much. <laughs> like, right. People have exactly. very juicy stir up and shooter born in heaven targets being pretty much completely mm -hmm. naked other than like a boss hat or a mustache or whatever their exactly. person chooses to wear. Yeah, a lot of people think that like helmets are just cosmetic. And uh, I used to think that way for my first like four wipes. <laughs> and then uh, like I did a tournament and this Ulock saved me four times in the same raid <laughs> so it's like yeah i wear a helmet now <laughs> but uh yeah a lot of people think that helmets are just cosmetics so that makes for easy targets there's <laughs> definitely uh, a nice little meta with that as opposed to the leg meta so yeah moving forward with your content and moving forward with this wipe now for this wipe do you have a goal like are you trying to do like kappa max traders max hideout like what is your goal for this wipe 
Um, I've gotten capped three times in the past. I don't think it's necessary, especially after they did the whole magazine and frag in your pouch. Uh, you know, change. You can't interchange. You can't put magazines in your pouch anymore. Right. Uh, it's not very. It's not like. It's not like something you need if you have gamma or if you have EOD. I mean, uh, you can. You could get by the whole wipe with just gamma. It's not necessary to have those extra three little slots. It is nice, and once you lose it, you definitely are like, man, I wish I had it. <laughs> but it's not necessary. So I'm like, I, I, I always focus on trying to teach people more stuff about the game and things they don't know, like your skills, your stats, and what those stats do and what the effects of them are and like things like that. So I like my goal, I think this wipe is to just teach more people and meet new friends you know like play totally. with new people uh and you know content wise i hope to jump start my youtube a little bit more uh which is just same as my my handles Woodster tv um on youtube and i only have one video out right now i hope to have more by the end of the year but and i have tiktok i love doing all that stuff so so, yeah, I hope to pump out some more funny content for y'all. <laughs> the best place for somebody to get a hold of you is on what platform? Uh, probably Twitter. Yeah, it's just Toadster Tweets, <laughs> which I got I got from Torky. Tor okay. So <laughs> his is Torky Tweets, and I was just like, making fun of him, so I did Toadster Tweets. You said like, you stream just about every day. Now, is it like a set time every day you normally stream? And if so, what what time? What is that time? Yeah, uh, so uh, it's usually nine to five. Uh, my wife, she, I'm a stay at home because I'm a, I'm a vet who's also disabled because my back, my knees are messed up from the Marines, and uh, so I get like disability from that. And then I stay home, watch the kiddo, take her to school, drop her off, come home and stream, while my wife's at work. And uh, so I'll do that. I use this as my my day job. It's like nine to five, every day. I'm posted otherwise. Totally. Um, and weekends, I do mo mostly community days where we'll just play Among Us or some other lame game to take a break from Tarkov, you know. 100%. So. Nice. So, at yeah. this last time, is there anybody out there that you would like to thank, whether it be, like, your modding community, viewers, people who've helped you along the way for your final wrap-up? Oh, first off, fuck my mod, Turbo Turd. <laughs> I love the man, but fuck him. <laughs> yeah. That is the best introduction of that question I've ever had, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a thing. It's like hashtag fuck Toad. And every time I'm like duo streaming, he goes to that person, like my duo. And he'll be like, I'll give you 10 gifted subs if you should kill him. I'm like, God damn it, Turbo. <laughs> like, I, know, I just know like, if I get shot in the leg right off the rip from my duo who has like no quarrels with me i know it's turbo i'm like did turbo tell you to say, do that and they just start laughing i'm like motherfucker <laughs> like <laughs> it's great but uh no yeah I, I love turbo and uh he's been a great guy and my other my other homie the irishman uh king flicks he's a good mod of mine uh he's been there carried me through a couple tournaments <laughs> uh i love that man and uh thanks to mr arm bars for motivating me and helping me out so much with the editing process and things like that and nice uh miss tricks for always being there for me when i needed her uh she's a great gal 
fucking love her. Um, and thanks to Kalenator for all the kind words and stuff at the beginning. So it's a great community. Those guys, those the Tarkov yeah. community is super helpful, for sure. super relatable, and easy to reach out to. So we're gonna drop all the links for Toadster, for his social media, mm-hmm. his stream, and all that fun stuff. If you want to catch his short term stuff on the TikTok, mm-hmm. and if you want to catch longer form stuff on the YouTube, as he said, he's gonna put more videos out. Other than that, yeah. I'd like to take this time to thank you for coming on the show. I know it's a hard sell. Oh, and, and thank the thank the Pond fam. The Pond family, that's my little community, is the, the Pond. Oh, totally. Uh, thank you for all the support, guys, of course. That comes without saying, but well, I love to say it. That's one of those things where it's like, when, you, when you're put on the Every spot time. to thank people, it's so easy to forget. And then you're like, oh, shit, I forgot the most important thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times at the end of an episode someone's like, fuck, I should have said that. So I'm happy you got that in the episode before we wrapped it up. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to thank you, Toad, thank for you coming. Thank you for letting me uh, come onto the show. And, oh, appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Thank you. I know it's a hard you, sell and, uh, telling really people, great. asking people, be like, hey, you want to come on the show and talk with a stranger for an hour and a half yeah. about video the, games The minute you, ta- you like hit me up, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. And we yeah, ended up talking go. about punk music for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I love that's, it. That's the great thing about these episodes <laughs> is you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking of talking about uh, starting up a new podcast just about punk and like doing a uh, a video blog podcast thing on Twitch. Oh, hell yeah. So well, maybe I'll hit you up. <laughs> if you need a guest person to talk about anything under the sun oh, yeah. from Scott Oid, all that fun stuff, I'd be, I'd, I'd be more hell than yeah. happy to come on and, you know, talk out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That'd be <laughs> rad. Excellent. <laughs> all right, you guys, this has been episode... Who the fuck knows? 50-something. I've had the privilege of talking to Toadster. My XLR mic is taking a shit, so if it sounds a little weird, it's because I'm doing this off a headset. Other than that, I'm the 8-Bit Nobody. Go outside and touch and or smoke some grass, and we'll catch you next time.